What up, Pod Nation? Nate here with the Podio Slave Podcast. Here with my co-host slash nerds, Tony and Anthony. How you guys doing today, man? Who's the nerd? Who's the co-host? <laughs> We's all nerds. Tony's yeah, a nerd. Yeah, we're all nerds. I'm a, I'm we're all co-host. nerds. It's Anthony here. What's up, guys? And I, I guess that leaves me. I'm Tony. And this is episode 90, right? 90. You know, and I had a little vision before we jumped on, too. I feel like this is like, it brings me to that scene in Fight Club when uh, Marla goes to the support group and she's like, oh, I just come for the free coffee and the donuts. It's like, I come here, we come here every week for the free nerdery within yeah. each other, but we share it to the world, which is a beautiful thing. Yeah, it really is. I mean, we would have been doing this beforehand, minus the uh, recording it and putting it out for the masses or, you know, the handful of people listening. So, yeah, I agree with you, Nate. Coming for the free coffee, coming for the free nerdery. I thought you were gonna say like ten other different scenes from that movie. Like <laughs> he will. Like don't us, don't tempt him. Us secretly fist fighting in the basement or something. <laughs> we might argue this episode too. I am Robert Paulson. So this is our what Thanksgiving special? Yeah, post Thanksgiving. You guys are gonna hear this post Thanksgiving, but it's the night before for us. Uh, so yeah, if you're you're listening to this Monday back at work, sorry. Uh, you know, we feel you. We're also back at work. Not that much fun. Uh, but, you know, you've got us to to listen to some arguments and some nerdery. Uh, and we, we've got a, a whole smorgasbord of it for you right now. Yeah, kind of a spin on because last year we did the nerducken nerd arguments at the dinner table. So we're going to do a little would you rather tonight. And I got a few ones. I, I don't know if there'll be some heated debates, but we might disagree. Nate's over there like, no, we're going to fucking disagree, man. Yeah. I wait mean, wait, wait till I, brought... I got, wait till you guys see what I got going on. <laughs> Pent up nerd energy, ready to go. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a fun night. Uh, I did want to highlight, and uh, anyone that might have missed it, episode 89, we had Steve from The Urge last week. He was uh, gracious with his time to uh, kick it with us. So check that out. Really cool episode, really cool guy. And uh, maybe he will come on for a future Would You Rather. Yeah, something like that. I mean, he he was awesome. I, I do. You're right. That's a good, good call to... Uh, highlight that steve was great we really appreciate his time uh, we really appreciate our friends at the itch also posting about it they're from the area they know the urge well uh being from st louis themselves so uh props to those guys for tossing us out there on their radio show they're back on the radio now so good for those guys yeah man let, let, let's pause for a second those guys are awesome like we awesome. had them on our podcast they had us on theirs uh we went on for jimmy world uh episode then we brought them on a, on this for a, a new metal episode. And you know what? They've just kept in touch since then. They're always pimping our stuff. You can't ask for much more. I mean, that's honestly a bonus of all this. Like, we, we never thought we'd make other podcast friends. Here we are. Those guys rule. Check them out. The Itch Rock Podcast. Yeah. Itchrocks.com, I think. Yep, exactly. Lots of love for uh, St. Louis. Those guys are rad, and Steve was awesome. So. Thank you guys. And uh, it's like we're all coming up, coming up together, you know, in the podcast scene. So it's super cool to have community in that sense. Absolutely. All right. We've got one kind of overarching set list item for you, for you people, especially uh, after Black Friday and <clears throat> all the the music that you may have picked up for, for Christmas presents and Hanukkah presents for people out there. Uh, there's one person in charge of the entire music industry right now. And it's Adele, right? It's 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 her. She's telling Spotify what to do. She's monopolizing vinyl plants. Like there, there's nothing stopping Adele right now. And you know what? I I'll get this out of the way. I love Adele, man. Mm-hmm. That, that that voice. 
I love the how she titles the albums where you can kind of pin it to a phase in her life. It's it's so simple. Honestly, could be the best voice in the game. Some of those records are all time, but everything comes with a but. She is shot calling. She's the boss. So she, what'd she do? She asked, before the release of this new album, she asked Spotify to suspend the auto shuffle feature for full albums. Is that right? Yep. And I don't, did you guys read up about like Spotify's response and like what people are kind of putting together about this? I just know that they were like, sure, Adele, you said jump. We'll be like, all right, how high? Let's do it. Whereas they've been <laughs> uh, less than receptive to other things in in the past. So for them to be, uh, yeah, we'll do whatever Adele wants. I'm actually kind of surprised it didn't happen earlier with somebody like her or Taylor Swift or Drake or something, you know? Yeah. It's a slippery slope too, because who has the most power, right? When does it stop? Adele's now. Who's going to come next? Is it going to be Britney Spears? You know, she's going to come back out of, out of thin air now that that whole legal battle's over and say, nope, this is how it's going to be. Who knows? Well, the music has to be good, right? And I mean, True. that's that's the thing. The Taylor Swift records last year were great. This Adele record, by all accounts, is great. So, if, and they're going to do massive numbers when they when they drop. I'm sure that whatever the next thing Taylor Swift drops will will just shatter whatever numbers were there previously. So the music has to be good. And if it is, or if or if it's going to it doesn't necessarily have to be good. Is it going to be something that's going to get streamed a million times? Right. Spotify will do it. You, whatever you ask of them. And that's what they said on Twitter. They responded anything for you or something like that. And then yep. what I was kind of getting at is they said, yes, anything for you. And then when there's a backlash, they said, well, this feature was already in the works. This is already no. in the works. I don't believe that at all. Yeah. And there was also someone out there fact check me on this. I think there's also a thing going on where that functionality still exists, but you have to be a premium subscriber. So it's now behind a paywall. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't need it beforehand. Uh, if you, if you were behind the paywall, if you, if you subscribe to Spotify, you could listen to, you could listen to an album uh, fully. They did kind of mess with it a little bit, not that long ago, but if you were just the free option, you weren't listening to anything in any order. They were just tossing music at you and you'd have to deal with it. This is crazy. I just feel like it, if this is really the case, like I was saying earlier, is it a slippery slope? You know, who has the last say? Is it just going to be, you know, ever changing with whoever calls the shots? Or is it going to be specific to said artist? You know, because you said that this is something that is program wise wide. Sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. So do, do we know why it was existed to begin with? Because me as like, a, I would say I'm in the upper 5% echelon of music listening out of people in the world. I have no use for that feature. The shuffle album? Yeah, yeah when either. I play like a song and it like, I don't know, I put on Evil Empire, I start with, you know, Year people of the Boom, of the Sun. People of the Sun, and then it goes yeah. to Year of the Boomerang. It's like, I'd be like, what the hell is this? No, and I'm the same way. The only thing that I do differently is I'll occasionally ask, and I use Apple Music, but you can do this anywhere. You could ask the platform to just shuffle everything you have, but if you're listening to an album, you don't, want it shuffled i i want it the way the artist intended and the albums obviously the album's dying a little bit as far as this goes our generation loves it still i think you go the next generation down the younger generation's a little bit less involved in full album listens there's people that do but not everybody so they were just getting away with it for this long but somebody a heavy hitter says no i want you to listen to it in the way i sequence it on purpose and they you know they perk up and listen that's a good thing 
you just brought up something that kind of got my gear spinning. Basically, the new generation, so not us, because we're old now, unfortunately. Yep. We listen to things the way they're presented, but maybe the new this is more of an initiative for a, a generation that has, and this is no offense to the new gener- generation, but a, an attention span that's so small that shuffle is the only way that keeps it kind of, I don't know, interesting and not, you know, verbatim. So it's like, I oh, know I want to hear it on shuffle. I want to hear it, you know, on my time. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. No, I mean, I just keep going back to, it depends on the album. I mean, an a, a album like Adele where it's autobiographical, yeah, you better put it out the way I intended it or you're not going to have it. And I think she has the power to do that. It's like, uh, you know, a movie, you know, or, or documentary. Like you, it, it was intended to be watched in a certain order. Without the order, you kind of lose some of the essence. Um, well, the documentary, you'd probably lose, lose a lot of it, but... Like a hip-hop album, you know, your run-of-the-mill hip-hop album, yeah, Shuffle works, I'm sure. Album like this, yep. nah. You're right. That's a good point. It really does depend on the music. Uh, and if it's something that's trying to tell a story, then you, you want to hear it the way that the artist intended it. If it's something that's just, here's a bunch of songs that we put together and it's maybe not necessarily a through line, then it doesn't really matter if it's Shuffle or not. It also brings me to, was it, I can't remember what band. I know what Tool for, for one you pulled up that um, kind of rearranged set list, or not set list. Uh, yeah, la- Lateralis. It's called Holy, Holy Gift. Yeah, so that's the only thing I can think of where this is, you know, they're trying to avoid that for whatever reason because they're trying to tell a story in sequence um, as mean, a band. Or Kanye, right? I mean, we we had Spose on episodes 82 and 3, and we talked about how Donda would be different in a few weeks, and sure enough, Donda's different. Oh, true. Right? He released it again like the deluxe. And stuff's in different order a little bit. And yeah, I mean, that was going to happen. We knew it was going to happen then, but it did happen. And, you know, we, it, it depends on the artist. It depends on the art. I just thought of something. I, I thought of an angle why Spotify would do this. Now, what I'm going to say will work for the casual fan. It won't work for, like, the nerds. But a casual fan who puts on an album and they listen to a song and they're done with that song... Spotify by shuffling then dictates the next song. They could go to the next most popular song and get them to stay. Where mm, if the okay. ne- yeah yep. So it's yeah it's fucking shady, man. It's this is radio. <laughs> I mean, it's basically radio. Essentially, yeah. Like who's in charge? They are because it's their platform, and you see those massive uh, playlists, and every week stuff gets put out, and they're like, hey, check out this new song by this new massive artist, and you know some of the other stuff that maybe people want to see get a little bit of shine doesn't always get that because they're not going to get the, you know, millions of spins that Post Malone or Drake or whoever are going to get. Uh, this is becoming a nerd conspiracy episode because <laughs> now, I'm think, now I'm thinking, is Spotify playing the ballads depending on your mood because of whatever you're surfing on the net at that time? They're like, oh, you know, this guy or this chick, what she want, you know, they want the slow song. sketchy. Get, get, get away from that. I don't want them knowing that, man. And like, I don't want them to know what my mood is when I'm putting music on. They can probably tell yeah. by the music I'm playing. Spotify adware. Here's what's going to confuse him. My avatar in the metaverse is going to like opera. So <laughs> nice. Your favorite. Yeah. You're a Pavarotti fan. <laughs> all right. We could go on all night about we could. that yeah, piece we of could. it. There's a whole nother Adele storyline, right? And you hinted, Tone. She's what uh the vinyl uh, industry she's basically taking it over she's taking all the uh all the supply right another supply chain shutdown which i mean you probably have heard enough of that the last month or so but yeah she uh 
in in hopes for people buying her record uh, on vinyl for Christmas has kind of monopolized the vinyl production game over the last handful of months. So a lot of, uh, you know, indie artists, smaller artists, even maybe not indie, maybe medium-sized uh, big label can't get stuff done because this massive push for Adele 30 to be on vinyl for the world to buy for Christmas and Hanukkah is uh, upon us. So yeah, if you don't, you can't get the record you want from the band that, you know, a new band, you may not see that stuff till next summer now, probably just because of it, which is kind of wild. I've heard even later. Really? Wow. wow. Yeah. So I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but like the band uh, Senses Fail, who is on uh, Pure Noise, they just posted a single for an album that comes out in like June. And I Whoa. immediately went to, okay, maybe that's, did, are they waiting till the vinyl's available? I don't know, but that's wow, like seven months. That seems like a long time. But it's a long time. Yeah, the, she pre, basically like, what, uh, it was like a half a million copies of that album. <laughs> I mean, that's going to monopolize plants for, I mean, I don't know what the throughput or output is on those plants, but man, that's no joke. That's crazy. It really is. Because I call my local record store all the day, just trying to get legacy artist stuff. And he's like, oh, no, even the Beatles are on back order. You know, I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, I can't get, you know, the repress from last year. And the rep is telling me 12 months plus on basic Beatles records. So I don't really know how this works with Adele to push out someone as big as the Beatles, but it is more recent. It's, it's fascinating. I have no idea. Big money for sure. Yeah, she's in charge of the game right now. So, you know, bow down to to Queen Adele and and <laughs> this the storm will pass and we'll hopefully have I mean, this just we need to have more vinyl plants, right? There was one I think didn't, didn't they have uh an issue at one a fire or something not that long ago, like a year plus maybe yeah. over a year ago in Tennessee that that kind of obviously slowed everything down there too and and yeah, I'm, it's just it's an industry that's overrun obviously for good reason it's nerdy reasons for us we love that stuff but uh, to not have you know pressings for your mid-levels and even your your independent artists who you know they, they rely on fans buying the physical media to stay afloat as bands that's that's trouble the, this is even a storyline like vinyl being only limited to a certain few plants long i mean even before this there was a supply chain crunch even before this like i remember hearing I remember reading an article that was like the days of the $20 record are over. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, that, you don't even see many of those now. You know, you're up nope. in uh, gatefolds, 30 bucks. Yeah. But like, <laughs> this is almost a segue into would you rather, but like, would you spend 40 bucks on a new non-album gate? Like, it's like a new album that's not gatefold. Oof, I might have a hard time with that. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's what it's going to be, but I, I've read that prices are going up. Yep. Man, I mean, this would be less conflicting if we didn't like Adele, because you said, like you said, Adele might be the best voice in the game. Like, I love Adele. She's one of my all-time favorites. So it's like, if I didn't like her, this would be more controversial, but it's like, I really do like her as an artist. So yeah. Should she be penalized because she's good? Like, hey, you can't no. get all these albums pressed, but there's a, there'll be a demand for those. Like, that's an, that's an album that I would consider getting on wax, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. No, you're right. She shouldn't be penalized for being the talent that she is and the way that things have gone for her are because she's talented and because the music's good. It's not like we said at the beginning of this, it's because the music is good. If the music is good, all these things can happen. If it's not, it's tough. Now you're, you get set into kind of that perpetual motion of the same four or five artists get the pub, but 
the music is good and people connect to it and they listen to it. That's, that's the reason. Yeah, I guess this is obviously a little sidebar, but I think that's why NFTs are becoming so big, right? Because now that supply shortage is like, you know, what's the alternate? So NFT as an indie band or even a legacy act that for whatever reason got edged out on a vinyl release, because that is kind of like the one tangible item that is the ultimate collectible. So next to that or parallel to that really is an NFT. So, and I'm sure Adele will do that too. So she's just right. monopolizing. <laughs> Yeah, there'll be Adele NFTs. There'll be NFTs that coming out of NFTs that we don't even, no one wants, but they're going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we're going to see them everywhere. Yeah, and it's, that I I love that in the digital space, but it's also sad because I don't think there, I mean, could you see anyone standing up a a vinyl pressing plant? It's like just, it's cost so cost prohibitive. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think this is going to get worse before ever it gets better. Yeah, you're probably right. Unless uh, Party of Slave crowdfund something, we get some or some seed money. We would yeah. love to do that. I mean, <laughs> we've we've talked about that behind the scenes a little bit, but yeah, obviously we we don't have the pull like Adele right now. Maybe someday. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say yet, yet. All right, that seems like a good uh, good transition into. So we're going. Would you rather? I think everyone knows what would you rather is. I mean, it's <laughs> we take option A. Take option B. And I think we brought a few to the table. We didn't tell each other. In typical Patio Slave fashion, we're going to be as surprised as everyone else. Hey, and you know what? Play along at home with us. You know, give us your opinion. That's part of this. And we like this to be interactive. Hit us up on socials. I uh, I am us. Is I am still a thing? Yeah. Oh, on Instagram. Yeah, well, Instagram 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 Messenger, Messenger. Sure. Hit us up yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And hit up our MySpace, too. Our Friendster. <laughs> Yeah, you could find us on all of those platforms and then some. Live journal, maybe. <laughs> Live journal is the new story. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to put I'm going to set my away message. I'm podding with the boys tonight. Oh man, the away message Mac and game back in the day. Man. <laughs> yeah, teach me your ways, Nate. I know. I need to I need to learn from Nate. 16-year-old me needs to learn from 16-year-old Nate right now. Uh, the year was 1999. My away message always had music lyrics, and I would just milk that shit. <laughs> yep. And you named your uh, fr- was it was it friendless your friendless uh, guilty parties. Oh yeah, I Rage did. Against the Machine <laughs> tribute. <laughs> I remember. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's a tangent to start off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> start off the segment, which only we can do, I think. Right. And you know what? If you know what the guilty parties is in the context of rage, then you read your liner notes and uh, yep. you're, mm-hmm. you're one of us. That's so good. I forgot all about that. <laughs> I forgot about that. And that's why I love that. Anthony remembered that. Cause I completely forgot about that, but I'm going <laughs> to try to log in and see who's on there. <laughs> oh, I think I do think instant messenger has died. I think the, uh, the service to the platform w- went away a couple of years ago, unfortunately. Ah, oh, fuck. I was going to say it could be the new Twitter. Yeah. yeah. So if we can only leave away messages on Twitter, oh wait, we do, and, and then <laughs> people just tweet over it and it goes away. Yeah. So, yeah. Simpler times. All right, I'm ready to jump right in. No pun intended. Yeah. Well, yeah. give us one. Let's go. I want to start us off with a bang. This this was like I don't even know how the fuck I thought of this one. It's I'll try to my best to frame it. So would you rather get a new Rage record, but you have to sacrifice Chino leaving the Deftones and they bring in a new guy? <laughs> Option A, or no Rage record and Chino stays with the Deftones. So new Rage record at the expense of Chino. These are totally totally unrelated things, but we love both of them. 
So I'm hitting yeah. on your heartstrings here. I'm pulling on your heartstrings. Oh, boy. Uh, coming from you, this is the ultimate nerd question. And it's great because it's like, it is. It's like, have you eaten enough from the Deftones Thanksgiving feast to the extent right. that you'd sacrifice that for a new Rage record? And the Rage record could suck. Right. You know, so I mean, it's, it's not a tough gonna, one. It's not going to, it's not going to, but right. <laughs> uh, I think I would rather, honestly, I think I'm, it's something you said a couple weeks ago uh, on the pod, Tuan, and I think I'd rather leave Chino where he is and leave the leave Rage where they are, and and I think I'm okay with it, which is sacrilegious to say, but yeah, I want the I want Chino to stay with the Deftones, no new Rage record. Sorry, world. I was going to reference Tuan's uh, quote about that recently too, which is the legacy that is Rage Against the Machine is very much so stuck in the '90s. And the messages are relevant today, but it's definitely a time and place in terms of when they wrote it. The message basically transcends and actually is very relevant today. So I'm a little divided on this because if they were to put out a new record, it would speak volumes on what's going on in the world today. I mean, I would assume it would be multiple albums, and that's probably where I'm going is I don't think it would be one album. If they're going to put out one, they might as well just go back. Oh, in this hypo scenario, it's one album, Nate. Come on. Don't, oh, don't get ahead album. of yourself. Okay. Ah, damn, I was hoping there was some gray area. Chino leaving the Deftones. I'm just putting a little context here. Chino's pretty old now. I think he's in his mid-40s. Late 40s. Late 40s. How long can he sustain that singing style, which is very aggressive for that age, but he still writes really well. The band is still very tight. I don't think he does any kind of voice tracking, so it's literally like he's on it still. So I I, I came close to saying Chino leaving, but it's like, what you said the other day really is really truly transcendent. So I'm going to say, yeah, Rage, no new album, Chino stays. That seems to be the best of both worlds for today, at least. If Chino leaves the Deftones, does he stop making music altogether? Oh, yeah. Good question. Oh, geez. That's like a whole like game theory thing. I think in a few decisions ahead, um, he's done with music. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, then, yeah I think I'm, I'm definitely sticking with my answer then. Yeah. Yeah, the gray area questions, you have to do it because he could just put a Deftones 2.0 band. Well, what like, if a team, we get another team sleep record or we get, you know, we could get, he's been in a bunch of different stuff. So if we could get something else that also is kind of scratches that itch a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, we'd be okay with it. But if he's just gone from music altogether, I mean, yeah. I don't want to lose Deftones 2 for one Rage record that might not be good. Who knows? Right, right. <laughs> so I agree. Yeah, I agree. I how I was thinking about it is you don't know if the Rage record is going to be good or bad. So that's one thing. But then two, you know, if he leaves and they bring in some other guy, like it almost ruins that. Cause you, you know, if he left, it wasn't on good terms. Right. So then it's like, it almost, it could potentially tarnish the, the legacy there too. So I think it's the safe decision is keep it as it is, but I thought it was fun. I, I uh, just try to think of two bands that we both ride for and, and think of one that we were jonesing for a new album and obviously rage came up so two house bands two house bands yep certified and notified <laughs> yeah that's a good one to kick us off i like that really my gears are still spinning i'm still <laughs> yeah. spinning because once you said retired from music completely i changed my next question which was going to be he leaves the band we get a rage record two years lapse and then chino returns kind of like a tom DeLong comes back to blink type thing <laughs> hey how you about know? this how about this chino joins rage against the no machine. zach oh, joins deftones oh my god yes <laughs> oh yes. shit 
Deftone slave. Oh, man. <laughs> Audio tones. Yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yep. I would probably dig that. Oh man. One day as a Deftone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is talking about one day as a lion, which was a Zach De La Roca project, I think. Uh yeah. What middle two thousands? Yeah. Team team rage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, good one. Good one to start. All right, <laughs> let's go to the next one before I bring up Prophets of Rage. No. Yeah, we oh. can do this forever. We can do yep. this forever. Uh, I'll go. You guys ready? Yes. Yeah. Would you rather bum, 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 bum. listen to the best album by an abjectly terrible band or listen to the worst album by a good band, maybe a great band, for 24 hours on loop, couldn't listen to anything else? All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can we give an example like yeah. like yeah. Creed's Human Clay or yeah. or Saint Anger or you know something like right. okay so the, the the one that got me going on this, the the idea that how this came about was Nate sent us a picture the other night and I got to thinking about uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And uh, if you've seen our socials, I think maybe that we posted that picture. If not, it's coming, but cool cool poster, a cool cool uh, photo of Nate and uh, somebody uh, very famous that we all have heard of and love. Uh, the band Red Hot Chili Peppers put out the album One Hot Minute. Now, I think it's a decent album. And if that's the maybe down album from the Red Hot Chili Peppers and I've got to listen to that for 24 hours, okay, I could do that. But you're right. Maybe it's the best album by, you know, just like two skinny J's or something. I'm just throwing something out there. I don't know if they're terrible or not, but just a band that was never on the level of, say, Red Hot Chili Peppers or Deftones or whatever. And you have to listen to their quote unquote best album for 24 hours on loop. No skipping, no changing. You're stuck with it. Which one do you choose? Hmm. I'm going to go band that sucks best album because I probably ha- didn't wear it out that it's still somewhat new to me. So after 24 hours, I'm still like, ah, eh, you know, at least I got through the 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> But maybe by the end of those 24 hours, you want to, you just never want to listen to music again because they've ruined oh, it for you. Oh, yeah. Pull a Chino, be like, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to go the opposite because I think you could have fun with a good band's worst album and like almost kind of pick it apart and try to like, mm. I don't know. I, I often try to like put myself on the cutting room floor like, they thought this was good? What the fuck? Yeah, you know, right. like how did right. they named it that? Like, how much drugs were these guys on? I think you'd almost have fun with that, where a band who's, like, you know, known as being terrible, like, you know, they're, well, I guess in both scenarios, they're trying, right? They're, yeah. They're you'd, like trying. To think. you'd like to think. You'd like to think. I would hope so, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go good band, shitty album, and have fun with it. In terms of the case study, like, I'm going to dissect this exactly. for 24 That's, hours. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think I agree with you, Tuan, just because... You're right. I think there's going to be something in that bad album that you might like because you like the band. The band is good. So doing that is probably the, the better move. But it could also be fun to listen to a really bad band's like C because <laughs> it's a C plus or whatever, because that's just mm. the level that they could reach. They couldn't do any better and be like, wow, well, that actually isn't terrible. Like, all right, cool. You're right. I haven't listened to that so that much. The other thing that I thought of when, when coming up with this question was, would you pick one that was really long or one that was really uh, short? So you could, if it, if it was an hour and a half, like, okay, you're only going to listen to it. What? 20 times, maybe less than that, 20, 18 times. 
But if it's 36 minutes, you're stuck with it for a 50 time. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's tough. So that's let's tough go hang. then. Let's yeah, exactly. <laughs> you hear that 40 times. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, take me higher. What is it? Fly, Marlins, fly. <laughs> oh, Marlins will soar. Mar- Come on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Scott's drink dad. if you had that on your patio slave bingo card. That's like the second time that song's come up, I think. It has, yep. <laughs> oh, man, we need to get Stab on here someday. I'd talk to Stab. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be cool. Ask him about the peanut incident. Oh, true. Yeah. Hmm. We got an in. <laughs> or an out. <laughs> or an out, yeah. One or the other, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my first one. I thought it was a good one. That's I a thought, great one. Uh, so, Nate, you said uh, very good one. Bad bands, good album, and Twan and I said good bands, bad album. Yep, yep. Right. I like it. Does it change if it's a month straight? <laughs> Ooh, damn! <laughs> now you're asking. I got all like, kinds of like avenues we can go with this. One. Is it February and is it a leap year? Because that <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, God. All right, Nate, what do you got? Wow, we're off to a great start. This one actually rewinds back to our set list item, and. It's pretty simple, but it'll probably get both your uh, gears spinning. Would you rather own a record store franchise slash chain or a vinyl press? The reason I say uh, chain slash franchise is because vinyl press is a pretty big deal. So it's not just one independent record store. It's like Amoeba Music type thing. So one or the other, both of which are pretty lucrative. Hmm. That is a, a good one in that it's very tough. My wheels are spinning. Nerd. Mine too. Yeah. I'm going to say... The vinyl pressing plant, just because there's so many barriers to entry in that, unless you have, obviously money is the barrier, but so if yep. you have one in hand, you will always be in demand because mm-hmm. vinyl, I don't care if NFTs are here to stay, which they are, vinyl ain't going away because you can't put an NFT on your record player, right? Yeah. Your physical yeah. <laughs> record yeah. player. Yeah, there'll be some hologram that projects light and sound and breaks the sound barrier or something. So I'm going vinyl plant because you'd always be in business. I like that. I'm going the opposite direction. I want to own the record store because I want to have Paul McCartney play a la Mark Weinstein (laughs) on episode seven of our our podcast. Go way back to episode seven, talking about having uh, artists come through and play in his independent record store. So I would want that. I would want that's, to be good putting together, putting together those those types of record door, record store days and signings and people coming in to play music and that all that stuff would be. I mean, you'd have to be in the right venue, right? You'd have to be in L.A. but or New York or something, you know, those bigger cities. But yeah, I think that would be the route that I would go for that. Now you're you're right. I think security wise, the other option is the better option. But as far as like getting to see nerdery unfold. That's the way I would go. Can I change my answer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's a very dynamic question, right? Because the record store, you still get kind of like proximity to vinyl. Obviously you're selling it. Um, you're also getting it in abundance from multiple labels. So you have that at your uh, fingertips as well. All the fringe benefits you're talking about, live performances, all the swag, all the promotional stuff. I, I collect personally posters, especially. In stores is definitely something that I never thought would come back. So the fact that Amoeba Music in particular is doing in stores again is really cool to see post COVID or during COVID or whatever you want to say. Yeah, it's, it's, and, but your point is it is also very valid, Tuan, in terms of, you know, demand for pressed records is not going anywhere, at least in our eyes, because we, you know, we ride for it hard. We'll buy vinyl till, 
till we pass away. Is that really the case with the current music listener, uh, a la Spotify, like we were kind of alluding to earlier? I don't know. I mean, are they buying vinyl? I know that the Taylor Swift signed albums, which are on CD, are selling like hotcakes, you know, is vinyl. Like, are, I have no idea. I actually don't know. I'm actually guessing. Like, is someone in their 20s or teens, like, are they, are they buying wax? I don't know. I think it's really 30, and pl- 30 plus, right? I think it's all of the map. I think it's everybody. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they're. I mean, look at the acts that are pressing records. It's, I mean, they, go to Walmart. I mean, it's all pop acts. And that's True. not all old people buying those. Right. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. are, there are a few of us doing it, though, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. That's, that's a good one, Nate. I like that. Yeah? Nice. Which one did you pick? I forget. I'm sorry. Me? Yeah, did you pick one? I didn't pick one. I think I'm going <laughs> to pick one right now, though. <laughs> yeah, you should, you should give us your answer. I'm going to go vinyl press as well, because I, I've always been big into manufacturing. You know, I've worked at mainly in the alcohol business, you know, distilleries, wineries, breweries. I love seeing something kind of come out of nowhere, like, you know, from grain to finished finish product. I love that whole process. So I think because of that, I would go vinyl press and, you know, you kind of validated it, Tuan, with the fact that demand's not going anywhere. Like they're, you know, if you wanted to start up a vinyl press today, like Jack White did in like early 2010s or whatever, like, you know that your business plan will succeed. It's not a matter of will this work? It's really like, yes, please, people, please put these together because like there's just not enough plants. In fact, the equipment doesn't even get manufactured anymore. Similar to car plants in Detroit, like it's kind of a die. It wasn't a dying industry. So they actually threw out all the equipment to even mold the parts. So that's why that's another is a little nerd, nerd tidbit, but that's why there's so few vinyl press plants is because the equipment to make the vinyl press was like thrown in a landfill. So like they have no way to, you know, replicate these machines to make the actual end product. So um, I would go vinyl press in that sense, but the record store thing is I was like right on the cusp because it's like, well, dude, then you get like free shit all the time. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, that industry is not going anywhere. Either. Everyone wants at least, if you're not selling records, you can sell t-shirts. It's kind of like an endless. I was just going to say that where you can pivot, you can record store, you can pivot much quicker than the plant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, again, if you go back and listen to that interview we had with Mark, uh, he says it, he's like, I love walking into the store and like this stuff down the right aisle, this stuff down the left aisle. And I'm just kind of in it. This is awesome. And I mean, that's, that's why we frequent them. That's why I love that stuff. Yeah. That's fascinating. I actually, little another sidebar i had a talk with a guy here in san diego about two days ago um because i'm always looking for posters i still collect posters and uh i was like hey um i'm looking for these four posters used to have them like literally like six months ago you don't have them anymore and he told me the whole gamut on some of these posters i'm looking for which are like rare uk import posters for legacy acts and he says the reason those come in is they're coming from europe and they're bootleg posters, but they're not bootlegs in Europe. So they come on a freight uh, across, you know, on, on a container to Long, Long Beach and then to my record store through some like random rep that comes in with a box of posters. It's like totally, it's not illegal, but it's not legal. It's kind of like the gray area. And that's the only way to do it because the supply chain issues that are going on with container ships, uh, a lot of these things are just so backed up. They're not priority. It's like a bootleg poster compared to like produce or whatever. So these posters I've been looking for that, you know, average like six ninety nine, are, you know, going for like 70 bucks because you just can't get the poster, uh, let alone it's not licensed in the States. And how it works in the States is a band like Led Zeppelin, for instance, you have a, uh, a company that 
buys the licensee for X amount of years to be able to literally tap Led Zeppelin on anything from a coaster to a t-shirt to a sticker for an X amount of years, think of it as a sponsorship for like a venue like Staples Center, which is now going to be like the crypto center or something like that. So you own the rights for a certain amount of years. So that's how it works from in the States, but that stuff's usually pretty generic. You know, the really cool stuff is, is the bootleg stuff, the Europe stuff, the black and white prints that are actually usually from a pretty well-known photographer, like our guest Lance Mercer. So it's a little controversial because it's bootleg, but um, it's legal in Europe. So super sidebar, super kind of tangent, but I just found this out a few days ago. I thought it was really cool. I was just going to say, how do we, how do we get here? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is you wouldn't have a rep like that coming into a rec- uh, vinyl pressing plant. So there's more variety. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm changing my answer. I'm record store all day. And if it's a chain, hell yeah. Yeah. Then you're really making money, man. All right. How'd we how'd we get here? Tell us, because we're I'm always nerding. We're always nerding. Right? That's true. That is true. Always be nerding. <laughs> well, and you're mentioning Lance Mercer prints, and I'm like, they're right. There's three of them over my shoulder. I can see them right now. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that we we are we are always nerding. And you mentioned getting into posters. You guys have kind of gotten me into posters. I've got three eleven one right here. Nice. Is that the one I got you? City, yeah, city and color ones right behind me. Yeah, there's. Nice. I love that shit and. To be able to have it all around in my record store, yeah, I'm in. That's what oh, I want. I know, right? Bringing it full circle back to the the actual. Would you rather? I want the record store. Man, all right, two. All right, Tuan, what do you got? All right, so this is a. It's a from this day forward. Would you rather? It doesn't change anything that happened in the history. And this is for. Uh, this does not apply to live music. So new new music. Would you rather eliminate guitars from all new music moving forward? Or vocals in all new music m- moving forward. I had a similar one. Yeah, mm. nice. Yeah, I had I had a similar one to this. So I, I, I we'll, we'll do yours obviously because you went first. But <laughs> man, I think I early on I think I would have told you let's eliminate guitars. And actually, I think I'm still going to say that because you can you still have bass, right? You still have drums. Yep. So there's a lot that can be done with that still. I mean, we love the bassist here at Body of Slave. You can you can totally uh, put together some pretty awesome music with vocals, bass, and and drums. So I'm gonna go with removing guitars, and it hurts because I love the guitar. But that's my answer. Good answer. Well described as well, because I think I have similar sentiment. A guitar can also be replicated similar to a drum machine through an electronic. Oh, no, 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 no. No cheating here. Any guitar sound. No guitar. Any guitar sound. Ah, okay. Yeah, you got to Loophole Nate tonight. How many Rage records (laughs) am I getting out of this three-year deal? (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, you got to really dissect it, right? Because there's just so much gray area. Yeah, I'm going to go vocals over guitar, mainly because I like to hear the story verbatim. You know, I like to hear it through an actual, you know, through our language, you know, guitar is a different language, obviously. And I think you can kind of translate that however you want, but vocals, written words, spoken word, you know, I love literature. I've always been into creative writing. It's one of my hobbies I, I write. So I appreciate that art form. Because I did not I, know that about you. Yeah. Just, you know, random stuff, journal entries just, and stuff. I've known Nate 20 something years and I did not know that about Nate. Well, nerd notes, right? Nerd notes. Nerd notes. Here we are, boys. Here we are. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. We're learning stuff about each other tonight. (laughs) So, but I don't play guitar, so I don't appreciate it on that same level. So, yeah, for that reason, I would say guitar. I, you know, 
spoken spoken word. Yeah, I think we're all on the same page here. This was, for me, an easier one than the others. Where it could get interesting is if you eliminated either of these in the live show, too. And even then, I would Ooh. still, I would keep vocals. Just like, because yeah. you can replicate other sounds. You know, you'll never have that guitar sound coming out of something else. You know, bass is probably the closest. But vocals, man, that's that's where songs are, you know, that's, to me, the harmony and the melody is, is where it's at. And if a guy's up there going acapella, I ain't mad at that. Mm. That was actually mine, was, would you rather all instrumentals from here on out? or acapella from here on out? Actually, oh, that's well. a better question. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's tough. I mean, I, we, we don't have to do that one. That was my similar one to this. So, yeah. But think about that one, uh, pod, pod heads out there. Let us know what you think. <laughs> so we're all going to go with Bye Bye Guitar. That's sad. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll survive. Man, Greg's going to think we're stupid. <laughs> I know. We're, this is coming sellouts. from the guys that just did the Shredication episode with Greg. <laughs> all right i got one for you so this is from now on right everything that we know right now has happened we know that all the music that we love is the music that we love but from would you rather from now on every time you put on a record it was somebody else covering the music you loved or every time you put on a record of a band you loved it was them just doing cover songs oh this is this is great <laughs> This is awesome. Oh man, the juice like is sit down, You put on Evil Empire, and it's just some randos doing Evil Empire songs. <laughs> All right, gun to head. I want the band that I'm putting on doing covers, because actually, using Rage Renegades, brilliant. I'd rather have that than some schlub band covering Evil Empire. Oh, this is such a complex <laughs> question. <laughs> no, it's simple, man. I just gave you the answer. Well, because Rage like is so specific, so it's like Rage is right. one of a kind. But it's right, like right. B- Blink One Eighty Two covering Rage. It's like ah, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> they they could be covering Rage. They could be covering Taylor Swift. They could be covering anybody. The problem is, you put on Enema of the State, and you just get Mark, Tom, and Travis singing. You know, Post Malone's Rockstar. <laughs> it's not the same. It's oh not what God. you're looking for. And every time you do that. You think you're getting that record, and you're not. You're going to get covers from that band, but covers. It's like another case study thing where it's like, nice, now I get to hear these songs as new renditions, but you never really get to go back to the basics, which is, like, tough. Fuck, man. This is, like, not easy. This is a pick, thanks. Pick one. What's your this gut is, say? I'm going to go, I guess, original. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <sighs> I'm going to agree with Twan. Yeah. You want to hear the covers? Of the band yeah. you like, okay, yeah. all right. It's t- that's like a really like. I'm gonna... No, you, you want to hear the band you like covering something else. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yep. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. If you were, yeah, right. If you put on the the other version of this and you threw on, you know, Deftones White Pony, and it was just some rando band covering White Pony, that wouldn't be as good, right? That just wouldn't be as good. Yeah. It'd be those songs which we know and love. But we'd be like, wow, who is doing this terrible knockoff version of, you know, Passenger? Would you have any <laughs> input? It's not Maynard. Would you have any? No. No, oh, no, no, no. Zero. Yeah. yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you had input, that's a different story. Right. I like that. That, that would make things a little more uh, interesting, intriguing. I might even take option B, knowing what we know. But 
yeah, option A. I think I'm, I'm in agreement with you guys. I want to hear covers from bands I like as opposed to randos doing the bands I like songs. <laughs> we get that anyway, right? You go on YouTube and there's a cover of every song ever made. Oh, my God. But we get that's to choose true. that. We get... that's, that's true. true. That's, that's true. true. Yeah, it's, it's a awful. choice. Man, it's a loaded question. I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight from that question. Sorry, he's gonna. Nate's, yeah. Nate's gonna put on records expecting to hear something else. He's gonna. Yeah. Why isn't it working? <laughs> Another uh, wrinkle for that is you don't know it until the songs start. Oh <laughs> god, damn. The opposite. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just gonna go crazy. Yeah, like literally go crazy. Uh, but it's an interesting question because there's so many songs that I want to hear bands that I love cover. So it's like very dynamic in that way. You know, so yeah, man, would you rather? All right. I got one. I got one. Another nerd question. Very nerd-esque. This one relates to the live music scene, which we all very much so love. Would you rather own a club venue or a theater? Now these are differential. These are the, the differentiator here is basically capacity. I guess you'd say for the most part, other than that, I guess permitting, like, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole on what the differences are, but I think you guys kind of know what I'm talking about here. You're, you're kind of catching bands as they're coming up or you're getting bands that are somewhat established rolling through. So you get wide net or you get small net, but you get small net, you get all the stuff before it blows up and you still kind of get some shows that still roll through even legacy. I know my answer. I know my answer too. It's probably the same. Go ahead. All right. I'm going to go club because obviously you get people on the way up. You get people yep. that that tier fits them, but then you also get like the Metallica's coming back, like Col- mm. like Colburn Ooh. said, you know, small venue. Although that's probably a bad example, but you get the the bigger acts doing the club stuff. Now on the flip side, the theater, you really just get that tier. You're not going to get the small acts in those venues because they can't fill them. So I almost feel, in a way, maybe the net's bigger on the club. That's where I disagree with you. And what part of it? The theater. At the theater, you get the established act, but who is supporting those established Ooh. acts? Those bands Ooh. on the way up, baby. So oh, I get both. Man. I'm taking the theater because of that, right? I want the theater because I get the, the small bands that are, maybe they snapped on with whoever. Queens of the Stone Age is doing a club tour, and you get them first. Uh, and that's that's the or a, a theater tour, and then you get them first. So that's what I would I would want. I would want those small bands coming up with the established bands, the theater size. Very important question to ask. Is there a barricade at the theater? Yes. Ooh, okay. That, you're right. <laughs> you're right, because the club there may not be. You, they're like milling around in the crowd, and that's the cool part about being at a club show is you're kind of rubbing elbows. Although yeah. this is owning. So as an owner, I want a barricade for the liability. Yeah. Like I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'm... Geez, Tone, can I come to your side of the table again? Yep, you can. <laughs> you, get, yeah. you get that chalky milk, the the yeah. cafeteria uh, mac and cheese over there for me? I know Yanni doesn't listen, but he did say I should have been a lawyer, and he is right. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. That's your, your answer? Your working. That's your answer? I agree. That's, yeah, Nate, Nate's answer is he agrees. We're, All right, next one. No, we're... <laughs> What's your answer, Nate? Well, you really like you added some very important context to it. But um, before you even mentioned that, when I wrote it down, I I was I always went with theater, and it wasn't because of what you said, but mainly because those legacy acts. Let's say the club capacity stops at three hundred, four hundred, but the theater venue starts at five hundred, goes to twenty five hundred. Like it's so close 
to when it, the crossover begins that the legacy act most likely is not even going to pick the club because they're like, right. well, we're pretty small. Like playing a theater is still kind of like a special engagement. And then you added to, you know, kind of added, added the cherry to the top of this with the legacy acts you want to see are going to be so the support to the legacy act and, or up, you know, up and coming act or act that's killing it these days. And they have a, you know, legacy act uh, support act kind of tagging along or whatever. I'm also a sucker for just really nice theaters. Like I love, and we have to, we talked about this at length that I go to theaters sometimes seeing shows that I'm like half a fan of just wanting to check out the actual venue itself, because a lot of them were built in like the 1920s. So the architecture is very art deco and it's just super cool to be in a, a lot of times a state protected landmark, which during COVID, especially we all thought that a lot of these venues were just screwed. Like they were basically not going to survive. And with corporate America, you know, kind of on this nonstop takeover that theaters were really just a thing of the past. And we were lucky to ever be in them clubs. It's like, well, yeah, they don't really have the same kind of legacy with the exception of maybe something like CBGBs. And one, I know you went to chain reaction in the OC and stuff like that, but theaters, like, I mean, they were like legitimate theaters where they had from the 1920s, like, you know, ballet performances and stuff. And now they're hosting mastodon you know it's just insanity. Right. Or, or our state theater which was a porn theater for, right. for a part of its yeah. existence yeah. and is now also hosting mastodon yeah so the history element for me is very important so i would go theater over club for for really just that reason and everything else that comes along with it is a bonus nice well reasoned i think uh mm. i think that's a good take i, I mean these are awesome. I i love this this is we could do this all night actually long. can we get one for more real? can we get one more tone question yeah. yeah. You got one on deck? Ooh, I do. All right. Yeah, no, I, this is this is good. I got a bunch, yeah. This one this one came from my wife, actually. We were talking about it while we were making dinner. Rock bands from the 2000s, but they only played 80s music, or 80s bands from the 1980s, but they only played 2000s rock music. Which one would you rather have? All right, so mm. I'm just talking this out loud. You're talking what would be like 2000s rock bands maybe playing hair metal or 80s bands playing like could be like the, the strokes. strokes. Exactly. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly exact. what I thought yep. of. Ooh, 2000s playing 80s all day. Yep. Yep. So yep. I, I think I, yeah, I don't, I never really got into that whole strokes, hives, like the British invasion revival or whatever you'd call that. I never really yeah. got into that, but I love 80s music. Nate? Yeah, I'm pretty pretty much immediately. I'm gonna agree with one on this one. I wanted to kind of, you know, change it up a little bit, but that's my first instinct is, is right right in line with what Juan said. Argue with me, Nate. Come on. I want can, to. We're in the can same. Can I make it harder? Wavelength. Can I make it Wavelength. harder for everybody? Yeah, please. '90s bands doing '80s music or '80s bands doing '90s music? Oh, dude, you know where my answer is. That's I when do, it changes. But that that makes it harder. That's when it flips back to the other way around because I'm a '90s addict. So you want '90s bands playing hair metal? Well, it's because the '80s is more than hair metal. It's all sorts of different styles. You got the yeah, cars. Yeah, there's and, some. Yeah, there's some new wave and yep. Yep, lots of great stuff from the '80s. So what what would you pick though? Would you want to keep the Eddie Vedder playing uh, Poison, or would you want Poison playing Pantera? Uh, or yeah, or Pantera or Pearl Jam? <laughs> now that you put poison, poison in the picture, it's, it changes. Because I was gonna say like, like I don't want anything to do with that band. So no, I was gonna neither. say like, you know, Pearl Jam playing Talking Heads or something. I'd be like all in, you know. But you say poison, I'm like ah. Uh. <laughs> I picked no. the word. How about how about Pearl Jam doing Flock of Seagulls? <laughs> Actually, Eddie could pull that off. 
Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, anything 90s, I'm always going to say yes. I just so you're sticking that. with the 90s bands doing the 80s music. When you add that layer, yeah, I flip back to the other right. side. Yeah. I'm 80s bands all day for the first one. For the second one, I think I'm with Unit. I think I want the 90s bands playing the 80s music. Yeah. Mm. Thanks. Yeah. Shouts to Jess for that one. She gave us that one. That's a good one. Yeah. But it's it's interesting when you bring the actual band, certain band up, it really gets your brain in like a hyper funk, like, man, Allison Chain's playing fucking Motley Crue, you know, like some band. It could be just, some fun ones. Yeah. 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 Like, ah. Uh. <laughs> and I mean, there, there are, I'm sure, examples of that everywhere, but I'm just saying you don't get any of the 90s music, but you get all those bands playing hair metal. Mm hmm. Right. Or new new wave or whatever. It's just eighties, right? It's not like the style. So it's like Rage Against the Machine covering Boy George or playing yes. Boy George. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Wow. This would be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you guys remember like the the punk goes eighties, punk goes pop, punk goes acoustic, yep. all those like there's a lot of junk on those. Like it never mm -hmm. really not never, but a lot of times it just doesn't work. Yeah. Like there's a reason that they came out in different decades and then there's different styles right. of music. That's a great question. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Jess. She'll be hearing this at some point, so thank you. Yeah, it makes me very thankful that it music is coming out the way that it is, really. It's like, oh, nice. Happy Rage is Rage and not Rage by Boy George. <laughs> right? <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> Killing in the Name by Culture Club. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Limp Bizkit's Faith by... Oh, wait, that actually by happened. By Wham. No. <laughs> yeah, right. Wait a second. How is George Michael doing Faith? Wait, oh, that's wait. a cover? That, that's his song. Yeah. Yeah. That's Man. his song. Now there's now my head's in a pretzel. <laughs> I know. Now my just, the smoke's coming out of my ears. Like, ah. Does George Michael do the <laughs> screaming part? Because he has to. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's how that that works. Does he have to have a terrible voice now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did he just drop an album? Still sucks. <laughs> Okay. All right. We're done. We're done here. All right, done. guys. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for checking out Patio Slate Podcast, episode 90. We we are thankful. I know this is a couple of days after Thanksgiving, but we are thankful for all of you. We are thankful for all the people that support us and allow us to do this. And we got another 90 in us, hopefully, and then some. So uh, rate, rate, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff. We It goes a long way for us. Uh, and if you, if you like what you hear, hit us up on the socials, too. Thank you, friends. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, guests. Thank you, wives, for giving us all the content. Yeah, we love it. We're going to keep at it. Keep listening. We love you guys. Well said. Thankful for everything. Thankful for you guys. Thankful for a platform to do a podcast and geek out like we do. And all the years of uh, great music and great times that uh, luckily weren't would you rather. And they, they were the way they were. So we could appreciate them in their truest form. So I never thought I'd ever say this, but thank you to the fans. We actually have fans out there that listen to us every week. So it's been a blast. And like you said, Tuan, we're going to keep going. So see ya. Peace, potheads. <laughs>